Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Bust out that Hawaiian shirt, band to your sundress, and grab the frosty beverage of your choice. And put on some tunes that are busting at the scenes with big guitars and sexy saxophones. It's Dad Rock Summer 2023, baby. And I am back in the U.S. They tried to keep me out, but they couldn't do it. Uh, don't alert the authorities to my presence, but I was in Switzerland, back in the U.S. now. I'm your host, Luke LeBed, and alongside me is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor, what's up, Kev? Uh, didn't expect to see me back here, did you? No, you're you're an international <laughs> man of mystery, and the yep. mystery is when are we doing the podcast again? Yes, I don't know, uh, but I'm glad to be back. Uh, frantically put together three songs for this dad rag playlist, and you know what? They might be my best three yet. So sometimes I, the pressure helps. Yeah, the pressure definitely helps. I think uh, we have quite a list here. Uh, I. I had these three songs because I was like, I want to do something a little different, you know? And I've had a couple, like, 90 songs in the chamber. I saw Joe uh, take a swing with the, the Whitney Houston one, and you, you know, kind of fought it. A swing and a miss, a swing and if, a miss, you, if you ask me. Say. But I'll, I'll stop talking about it. But, um, no, I think it's fair, and I think we're going to get it a little more. You know, we got some 70s, 80s, and 90s today, and I mm-hmm. think very different production styles, but all have the spirit of Dad Rock Summer. Uh, and so, shall we just get into our list now? Yeah, I got 70s that sounds like 80s. Oh. I got 80s that sounds like 70s. True. Uh, you've got 90s that sounds like whatever the hell the 90s sound like. It's yeah. kind of... A, it's it's a weird generation. It's the Pepsi generation. Who knows what's going on back then? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I'll start it off. And across all three of my artists, they're people that I need to spend more time with. All yeah. right. I am I'm coming with songs that I've heard that I've really enjoyed. I went, ooh, that rules. I'm sure there's better. Um, but there are three songs that I've really enjoyed. Uh, and the first of which is from the Alan Parsons Project. Uh, someone that I was most familiar with when it was referenced in Austin Powers, the film. Uh, <laughs> really? And yeah, uh, and I, I didn't get that joke because I wasn't familiar with the group, but now I am. And I'm bringing the track, I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You, from the album I, Robot. And yeah, it it brings a lot. This is, um, it's one of those that I'm like, oh, I know this song so well, but I could never have, uh, like told you it existed uh, but it's so yeah. good when I heard it I was like this is I've definitely heard this somewhere before and it rules so hard yeah uh, from 77 too which is wild because oh. this to me screams 80s uh, it's got that stellar guitar solo and yeah. just a very uh, a very awesome kind of in industrial yachty sound like well it's, it's irobot it's, it's gotta yeah, be industrial sure. <laughs> it's um it's certainly unique and it certainly probably put me on a journey to listen to a lot more of the alan parsons project uh and and find out like what 
what's he all about? What yeah. what's this project? Well, you know, what I do know about Alan Parsons is like he produced for the Beatles, I believe. He like started as like an engineer at Abbey Road, I think. Uh if I'm not mistaken, and like worked on some huge albums and then uh I actually know the 1980 the turn of a friendly card uh album where like it's like a stained glass with the king on the album cover i just have that vinyl but yeah actually i was like i i know their name so well and again couldn't really tell you a song of theirs i don't really think i've listened to them enough either and i have some of their albums but yeah this uh it's so funky and it's like yeah. starts off kind of like pink floyd progressive rock you're kind of like okay where's this going is this like or like rush yes type stuff and that it just gets so funky and you're like oh okay i see where we're going yeah it's a it's a very fun track i want to excited to bring today yeah and this looks like pretty early in their run like their second album and then a bunch more after that so yeah, yeah. definitely a lot to that uh, we should probably check out but I do know, like, my prog rock friends who I was in, like, a band with, they all loved Alan Parsons' project. So I'm sure they have some of those, like, very, like, trippy, jammy songs, yeah. too. I just know that my Kevin Connor project is to listen to the Alan Parsons project. There you go. And uh, I'll go on to my next song. This is 80s. That sounds like 80s, I guess. Uh, but Wait, let me... This is a very tropical-sounding song. I want to put yes. on my big tropical bathing suit oh. and big large square tropical cover-up i was like why is that bathing suit so comically large (laughs) your big tropical bathing suit it's so big it's like bigger than your body Um, it seems appropriate for this artist yeah uh this is talking heads and i was saying to uh my wife kyle that i have her and busy phillips to thank for this song because i uh you know love some like early 80s talking heads and 70s talking heads more but like true stories and naked which this is the album uh that this one's from with like a monkey on the front of it it's an interesting album cover yeah uh, and like i feel like i didn't give those as much of a fair shake because i was sort of like oh you know this is leaving the talking heads era that i love and uh it's like the later stuff but then busy phillips was like kyle showed me some video of hers where she was driving in the car list and i was like this song rules. And so I went back and listened to it. And then I was like, what did for dad rock summer? What's that super beachy talking head song? You got it. You got it. That part just gets stuck in my head. It's so infectious and super fun. And it goes on for like five and a half minutes. There's a lot of like bongo and percussion jamming, which, you know, I always love that from talking heads. They're always doing some interesting, like eighties percussion stuff and just got that sunny sound and it's nothing but flowers. Uh, Definitely bringing that dad rock summer vibe for sure, but in an interesting way. Yeah, an awesome song, incredibly tropical. Um, yeah, it's one that I had not heard from the Talking Heads because obviously, I think my Talking Heads knowledge has mostly been pulled out from you because uh, you're definitely you're definitely the you talk heads more than I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and now I've I've now been introduced further and further into their discography. So yeah. Another album to listen to. I almost picked Road to Nowhere, too, but then I was like, this one's so tropical. Uh, But when I was in Switzerland driving uh, down the road to Geneva, uh, down the highway, 
Kyle was playing songs from like my favorite songs playlist and Road to Nowhere was on there. So I was considering putting that one, but I was like, no, nothing but flowers is good. Did you go to their convention? Oh, I was trying to find it. I kept asking people, where is it? I can't find it. Um, but they, no, unfortunately the, did not. The Swiss are notoriously rude about it. Um, did get some good Swiss chocolate though. Well, I'm going to now remove this giant boxy cover-up and these boxy yeah, um, bathing suits. Oh, dear God, um, he's naked. <laughs> that's the name of the album. I'm trying to be in, All right, in theme. Right. Um, no, okay, I'm I'm fully dressed. This is an audio medium. We don't need to horrify the people. <laughs> yes. And, but this is, we're not wearing a bathing suit uh, out tonight because we're going to get down Saturday oh, night. It's the best the night to get down. stellar track from Oliver Cheatham. Uh, a Detroiter that Is I found he? that out. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, very, very funky R&B. This is such a fun track. It's so good. Did would Is this just a random one you discovered, or was Oliver in another band that we would know? Uh, no, I just, I kind of just randomly discovered this in like a very like chill seventies playlist. It's so good. Nope. It's from 83. So I don't know where I found That's, it. This is the eighties one that I thought was seventies. And I yeah, looked exactly. at it. Oh, really? I thought this was the one that was uh, from the earlier seventies, but yeah, so funky. So great. Uh, surprised I haven't heard it. And it's a great deep cut. I was like, Kevin's bringing some lesser known stuff. Usually I'm the one bringing more of the deep I, cuts, but. I know I've I've been really doing some searching Killing to it. try and find some new stuff because like I you can only bring so many Steely Dan tracks yes uh, and I it's tempting I want to do it every week um, uh, go listen to Steely Dan that's my other recommendation yeah. but, well we brought some Joe brought some Steely Dan which I yeah. was rocking my Steely Dan shirt in Switzerland uh, I feel like the Swiss would love Steely Dan yeah um, it just feels like a good fit also uh, but this yeah. Back to this track. <laughs> but uh, this song is just oozing with cool. Uh, it, it's very funky and kind of disco-y. Maybe that's why it's not so popular, because it's a disco track coming out in 83. Uh, but I, th- I do think it did like pretty well on the charts, uh, whatever they were back in the day. And it, it uses its runtime pretty uh, liberally. It's like six and a half minutes. Yeah. The second half of it is just kind of like Saturday night, it's jamming. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it doesn't really it was, build at all. It's just it just continues. But that's a lot of disco, and I feel like that can be a criticism. But also, that's like what you want from disco because it's for dancing, yeah. baby. It just keeps that beat going. Yeah, maybe subtle switch ups. Actually, I've been listening to uh, Diana Ross's album from 1980. That's like a disco album. And I was like, shoot, when I heard this, I was like, maybe I should have brought that this episode. But in a future one, I will, because I'm like, there's so many good songs on that one. Yeah, like, I like that we're varying it. We got some 80s, got some disco. Um, Mm -hmm. And should I go into my next one? Because this is definitely some different production. Uh, And truthfully, a surprise to be coming from you instead of me, because he is one of my favorite artists ever. That's why I was like... It's probably never going to happen again where you've got I've got a Stevie Wonder song that you're not uh, privy to because he's your favorite. So I was super excited to surprise you uh, that way. Mm -hmm. And actually, 
I learned of this because of the last artist I played, uh, or the song I put on. David Byrne and St. Vincent covered Chemical Love, which is the Stevie Wonder song I'm bringing. Uh, they covered it recently, and that's what got put me onto it. But I've just been listening oh. to the Stevie Wonder original constantly and listened to the Jungle Fever soundtrack that it's from, which is a Spike Lee movie from the early nineties. It's about what you would think it's about. Um, and it's, uh, I feel like maybe this is an overlooked one of Stevie wonder. I was reading that someone said he was like, sounds more dated than ever, uh, on this. And I feel like maybe the movie is even, uh, underrated after hearing this album. I'm like, should I go back and watch this movie? Cause I love Spike Lee, but, uh, but the album's labeled as New Jack Swing. So it's like Stevie Wonder doing New Jack Swing. There's some, hmm. like, the opening track is very, like, Motown-y um, to the point where I'm like, I don't know if it works as well, but, like, blending the Motown and New Jack Swing. Uh, but still kind of just cool attempt by Stevie Wonder. And so I saw some reviewer said he was more dated, but I'm kind of like, this is awesome to hear him, like, try a new generation sort of sound and uh chemical love is more of a toned down one uh and has just like a beautiful like belted out kind of bridge from stevie but the production is still this very like the gated echo like on all the drums are very like and uh very like 90 late 80s early 90s sound where all the drums are like very echoey and just like interesting percussion, but that like aligns with what David Byrne and St. Vincent. So it like makes sense that they would cover it, but yeah, it's a super uh, interesting effort by Stevie wonder, but I've, I've been loving it even more than some of his like 70s stuff. I feel like it's in a very like forgotten time period for him because you've got a ton of his early stuff and then into the seventies. And like, I think you could say like his run up through hotter than July is like, peak right nothing beats it someone Um, said this was the best one since hotter than july uh disagree because in square circle that's the one that i know you love yeah that one's fantastic i feel like that one is like peak 80s wonder characters is like a little worse and then this is like the next album so i feel like you're like at peak and then you go and then this probably and i'm making kind of a downward motion with my hand here uh, but I'm excited to check it out because this song was pretty good. Yeah. So I need to go and like do a little bit of '90s wondering, uh, wondering baby. Yeah. It was it was fun. It was it was '90s. Yeah. Like, it was very definitely '90s of and its time. But, this like, that's is not bad. definitely a standout uh, on the album for sure, and I feel like the best one on it. But it's worth giving it a listen. Uh, but it's worth looking uh, looking up just for the cover, which. It seems to be in the same style of those cups that have like the the crayon like background and then like a sw- purple swiggle through it. Yeah. Um. Like I think it's, I think that's actually just called like the design is jazz. Uh, so <laughs> it it certainly uh, yeah fits. it's a, it's a very nineties uh, art style for sure. Uh, it it's fitting with the uh, the red. Uh, of the, I guess both my album covers, uh, the Talking Heads one's very red, too. It's Dead Rock Summer. It's red. The sun I'm wearing a red down. shirt. You're wearing a red Hawaiian shirt. There you go. Uh, um, yeah, my let, next one. Let's talk about your last one. My last one. 
So this, I went on a journey to discover this, and I'll get to it. But yes. first, I'll say that it's it's the Vulture by Lobby Sifri, who's ah. an artist I wasn't super familiar with, Same. and I saw something on a on a video app that you happen to scroll. You'll never guess which one. About like cool samples and where they come from. Mm. And Luke, I had you listen to his song from this album. I got the dot dot dot, and it's it's a pretty standard seventy five like kind of rocky track, until about two minutes in, when it just fully moves into the sample from "My Name Is" by Eminem, <laughs> and like they weren't clever with it. They lifted the whole <laughs> thing from that, that song. Yeah, uh, and it's you know what? It's a great beat, so yeah. I cannot blame him for doing it. But anyway, back to my song, yes. The Vulture, is such a, like, epic, jammy, percussive, yeah, epic is a great way to put yeah. it. Um, he's, he's like, just wailing, right? Like, it's a, it's a fantastic vocal performance. It's very suave. It's just, it's fun. Like, it, it is. It's, it, it's kind of It's got like a lot of sax and horns. Ominous, too. It's like, I'm the Vulture. Um, yeah. But, but it's cool. Kind of painting this mythic character of himself uh and the horns were amazing so i mean the instrumentals throughout uh, the whole yeah. ensemble was just incredible yeah and like it it does paint a picture like the vulture it is it's ominous and his his album cover he's at the end of like a long table and he's got a glass of wine and a canter and he's smoking a, a cigarette and in a tux like he just looks he looks like very suave and cool like yeah. It's it's uh it's a great album. Like I went and listened to it all. Uh, Remember my song, by uh, Lobby Sifri. Can't recommend enough. A great find this Dad yeah. Rock summer. That's a uh, a good one. Definitely need to check that out. That'd be a great vinyl to have. This album cover is awesome. Like you're saying. Ooh, yeah. Dang. And you know, very different songs, different eras. Uh, our last two songs, but they both have great horns. Uh, my last song is Can't Hardly Wait by The Replacements. I don't know if you've watched The Bear Season 2 yet, Kev. Uh, oh, I haven't. Is it in it? It's in it, yeah. With oh, great okay. soundtrack uh, this season. And the the horns on this like sometimes surprise me. Like I forget they're on it. The, and then uh, it's like... But this was like The Replacements after their sort of peak... You would know I Will Dare. That's like the meet me any place or any time. It was in Guardians of the Galaxy recently. Uh, but like the, okay, there's yeah. that album. And then they had Tim, which has like Swing and Party and Bastards of Young, which I almost picked that song. But I felt like this one was a little more summery and upbeat. Uh, but this is like when one of their core four members, Bob Stinson, left the band. And like mm. after Tim, which is the previous album, which was produced by like Tommy Ramone. And uh, so this was like the first time they were a trio. And so it's like, I feel like after their sort of iconic period or like their like heyday sort of, but it's a little rockier. I feel like maybe because it was the three of them like stripped back more, but then uh, you got some great like upbeat jams like this. Can't hardly wait. Alex Chilton's really good. It's about the uh, singer from big star too. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely like 
maybe your third favorite replacements album in the ranking, but it's uh, it's a super great like '80s ish guitar, sort of that shimmery guitar sound, and I I can hear that Ramones influence because uh, I I went to the Ramones Museum in Queens a couple oh, years really? ago when I was out there. Yeah, and it's really cool. That's because cool. it's it's or it was it was an exhibit. It's not a museum, but it was an exhibit all yeah. about the Ramones. And they, there was a quote there, and it was that the Ramones don't play short songs, which <laughs> on its head is, like, incorrect, right? Yeah, you're But like, it's not. Huh? The Ramones play long songs fast. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> everything is, like, double time, high right. tempo. And this certainly kind of has that feel where there's a lot of, like, a lot of percussion and, like, beat jammed into the song. So, like, I kind of can see that influence of, like, the tempo getting picked up just a little bit. And it's interesting because the replacements, if you listen to their discography, you'll hear influence on like a lot of alternative music like Goo Goo Dolls or like, you know, I feel like a lot of the music that we maybe would roll our eyes at when it was out. But they hearing their influence, you're like, oh, I kind of hear where some of this stuff came from. A lot of people copy this sound, but they started out very punk like the Ramones. Like if you Mm -hmm. listen to some of their early stuff, they were very punk. But by the 80s, like they had kind of polished it polished their sound by the time they were like you know a full band but yeah uh this is a great i feel like it's the uh album closer so i thought it would be fitting to end this episode go uh take a listen to our dad rock summer playlist we'll have these songs and all the other additions from this summer uh why don't we take a mosey on over to talking about the albums we've been loving in touts Uh, now, Luke, I do have a question for you. I got answers. Um, before we go into touts, yes, take the touts back. I take it back. What? Um, have you or your significant other ordered Speak Now Taylor's version on vinyl? No, but I did get okay. a special email offer to get a poster of her in the purple dress. So are you are you aware what's going on in, in the city in which you reside? No. Apparently, and I'm somewhat if anyone is following Taylor Swift, they now know where you live, so oh no. Wave outside. Uh, but the the shipping for the album has somehow been like bottlenecked in what in in Ferndale. What? And like like thousands of copies of Speak Now are stuck there somehow. I like swear, I was see, out of the country. <laughs> you, can see, you can see, like, the shipping info on your album, and it's, like, at facility, Ferndale, Michigan. Um, wow. So, yeah, go go out there and find them, man. Save, I guess. Save the Swifties. Maybe I should be. I Maybe Kyle doesn't know about this. I don't know how that's possible, but, you know, she just got back from Switzerland, too, but I'm like, she may want to go out searching when I mention that uh, so. yeah i've seen i've seen them on the internet and i also am living with a swifty who's patiently waiting for her <laughs> album to to get out of ferndale wow so go go over there and knock it loose a little bit <laughs> yeah i'll shake the vending machine of the vinyl factory now we can go into touts, touts. all right well i downloaded a handful of albums for the plane and uh checked out a few since i've been back and so i've got just a few touts here the one big one definitely going to be in my year-end list somewhere 
is Joanna Sternberg with I've Got Me. Uh, great mm. singer-songwriter, piano-y jams. Uh, Brian compared her to Joanna Newsom. Like, you could definitely hear that kind of comparison in uh, her voice, but I also was thinking, like, Karen Dalton or, like, Judy Sill. Some of these great folk... I feel like mm-hmm. just this may be one of the great like folk songwriters of our time, Joanna Sternberg. And so I think this album, I really liked the last album and played a song from it on the podcast. I played This Is Not Who I Want to Be. And it's, again, like really stripped down piano, mostly just like vocals and piano, vocal and guitar. But then on this album, there's a little bit more production, like more full band songs on a couple of them. And uh, so highly recommend this one. It's uh, super good. The songwriting's just amazing. And then uh, Julie Byrne, another folky singer-songwriter with The Greater Wings. I need to spend some more time with that one. Just heard about it, but I liked what I heard. Uh, then The Great PJ Harvey with I Inside the Old Year Dying. Amazing. Just got into a bunch of PJ Harvey's like classic 90s stuff. Uh, and was an influence on my song i cited pj what's what's the pj harvey song that everybody knows down Why by the water down by making, the water it was in I peaky making, blinders i'm making i must be making oh I must be or it could be the one with tom york maybe from her 2000 album I'll tell you what, it's probably nothing related to PJ Harvey, and I'm just totally talking out of my ass. Maybe, so but uh, continue. Down by the Water is great. It has a great fuzzy bass line. Um, but so, yeah, I, again, want to spend some more time with that one. I listened to a lot of Man on Man with Provincetown, who I played on our last episode. Super great. Love that album. Uh, I, I figured it out if you want to know. What is it? Um it's it's the song Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger, which is like, I'm not <laughs> sick, thought, but I'm not well. Like, yeah. <laughs> not at all the PJ same. Harvey. Although, I that should be a collaboration, PJ Harvey Danger. A, a PJ Harvey Danger, yeah. What a, let's get those two together. Oh, that's like a before and after on uh, Wheel of Fortune. Where they exactly. Those together. Mm-hmm. Um. So, oh yeah, man on man, that was the project uh, Roddy Bodum from Faith No More, and yeah, that partner was really Joey good. Holman. Yeah, so that I've been listening to that album. That's super good. Uh, the Alchemist with Flying High, that was just like four songs with a bunch of features, all very good, and then the instrumentals. So it's a cool, like mini album. Um, and then on the way back on the plane, because I had eight hours to kill and I didn't sleep at all. I watched uh, this Tom Petty documentary where they interview Rick Rubin, and it was all about making wildflowers, which I didn't realize was, like, later in Tom Petty's career, like, after he had done the Traveling Wilburys and all that, and it was, like, uh, him trying to do more of a singer-songwriter thing, and Rick Rubin produced it. And so a lot of the documentary was just, like, talking to Rick Rubin and the two other guys from the Heartbreakers and super cool and also really sad because it was like when his marriage was falling apart so there's like some heartbreaking songs but like the song wildflowers whoo that'll get you it's beautiful i've been learning it on the piano and there's some other ones that like tom petty said he didn't really realize but it was like kind of him writing about his marriage ending so it's uh it's definitely an emotional album but then there's one song on it that i will bring for dad rock summer next year 
they basically said they were just ripping off the Joker by Steve Miller band. And it's, it's called, you don't know how it feels. And if you listen to it with that in mind, it's like, okay, this, that's exactly what they did. Um, good song to rip off. Yeah. So I'll throw that one on there too. Uh, I've been listening to, this is, this is a challenging album for me. Uh, the new Queens of the stone age in times new Roman. Oh yeah. I, I didn't love it. And I, I think it's a sequencing thing. Really? I think, I think the album starts really weak and what I've been doing and what I really recommend if you, if you're a fan of Queens of the stone age, a weak scene thing. Yeah, uh, go to track six, which is the most Queens of the Stone Age sounding track title. Are you ready? Carnivoyer. <laughs> Start with Carnivoyer, play it through, let the album loop in, finish it at Made to Parade. It's a better album for it, I'm telling you. Um, I'm not the it, biggest fan of theirs anyway. Like, I always like, you know, a few. So I feel yeah. like that makes sense to me, that... It was what I heard was not my favorite either, but I'll check out Carnivore. Yeah, I think it. I think there's a real strong run there, and it kind of gets you into the album a little more. And then the, like the A side, you can finish it out and be like, all right, that wasn't bad. Nice. So I'm still, I'm still at my head around. I am a big Queens of Stone Age fan, so yeah. So it's a bummer um, I for can't, you. I can't. Yeah, uh, but Villains was so good, and like, it's hard to keep it going. I feel yeah. Like. But uh, but whatever. I love happy. Josh Homme. Hopefully, he he'll keep doing stuff because I like him. Yeah, he's him. Like I feel like him and Dave Grohl. Like obviously two thirds of them Crooked Vulture. Yeah. But anything they do, I'm gonna listen to it and be like, man, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, an album that I really enjoyed and shared in the best song ever Discord. Would have gotten a sneak peek of this ahead of that. Oh yeah. Uh, was Grapes Upon the Vine by TV Girl. And this was like way out of left field for me because I had listened to. Yeah, I uh, listened to their, one of theirs years ago and really liked it. Yeah, their album "Who Really Cares" and "Death of a Party Get Girl" were really good. And then they did like this kind of ambient electronic thing called Aesthetic Adelica, which I really liked. Uh, but this is like kind of indie pop. It's not what I expected. But I really enjoyed it. And then, you know what, Luke? We've been putting together our final playlist for the wedding. Because on the day we record, we are 100 days away. Oh, boy. So we've been going through a lot of the, the artists that we like really want to play some stuff. And, you know, it's figuring out what's dinner, what's dancing, what's a slow right. song, what's going to get the people on the dance floor, what's too lewd for the ceremony, so only for the the, the party bus, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of our favorites are in there. Pony like by Genuine, song. obviously. No, I fought so hard, and Pony by Genuine is at the ceremony. Okay, at good. the ceremony. At the reception. <laughs> and Annie's walking down the aisle to it. Um, no, but uh, the thong song is certainly not yes, being included yes, by the great. DJ, but I will play it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're really, really trying to incorporate as much Motown as we can because I yeah. think it gets everybody dancing. And sure. I just like went and listened to an obvious like greatest of all time album, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Yes. And like oh, yeah. it's it's so good. Like it, it is so worth revisiting because it's surprising how incredible it is. Yeah, you think you know it all and then uh Yeah. 
So, um, so I've been listening to that and some of his other stuff. But yeah, just like if you haven't listened to it in a while, go listen to what's going on. It's a good Incredible. idea. All right. Well, why don't we talk about the new Music Friday releases that we're excited for in Shouts? All right. Well, I just got two, but they are two bangers. We got Claude with Supermodels, which I just played a clip of wow. every fucking time from that last uh, episode. So super excited for that. And then Palehound with Eye on the Bat, which uh, I think Brian previously played Palehound. Maybe I did as well, but and been a, been a fan for a while. But this new album, like the two songs that came out were both amazing. So I'm super excited for that one. Also, Palehound has that 90s-ish fuzzy influence as well, which I love, uh, which uh, PJ Harvey knows something about, you know. Uh, so I feel like this one might be one of my faves this year as well. I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Nice. And that's it. I, uh, I've i got a couple. I'll, I'll, I've got a story about my last one, so I'm going to put it okay. put at the end. Uh, Tessa Violet with My God. My God. Uh, she's got some real fun songs. Uh, as well as Mr. Wives with Nosebleeds. Was a fan of their last album, I believe. Yeah. Maybe I've missed one. Uh, and then Paris. Pivris. Pivris. Etc. cetera. Uh, with Evergreen, all caps. And, you know, I really like Paris. I saw them at Mopop the, yep. uh, the one year I went. I even bought tickets to go see them again. And I bought those tickets in February 2020. Denied. Thinking... <laughs> There won't be this. This won't be a big deal. I'll just buy these tickets now, and everything will just be fine it. by the time the show happens. Or everything will be much, much worse, and I won't give a shit that I have tickets. And guess what? Everything was much, much worse. The show got delayed. I got my money back. Yes. Still haven't seen Paris again, but maybe on this tour uh, because I'm looking forward to this album. Oh well, we'll always have Paris at Mopop. That one time they played, and we saw them. So that's true. That Mopop lineup was absolutely stacked. Well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Hey, I was watching uh, The Break Room, a great YouTube channel I watch, interviewed Sam Richardson, and he shouted out Planet Ant. And they showed a picture, and I was like, hey, some editor had to find a picture of Planet Ant for that interview. So happy to see that. Um, and uh, then our third daddy offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet great columns reviews interviews not reviews great columns and interviews over there and then you can follow us at best song ever pod follow me at indie darling music luke are we on threads are we threading i don't know about this but let me know if we should if we should be on i I don't know if we should be on threads instagram us tweet us and then we'll join threads this is like some sort of social media group for tailors, right? Because they work with like threads. Is that what it is? I don't know if we're even allowed on there. Uh, no, I know a guy. Um, it, listen, it can't be bad. It's run by Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, let us know if we should be on threads. And you know what? If you if you don't want to see us on threads, also let us know. Yes. We'll take those opinions too. <laughs> So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Dad Rock Summer, zippity woo. <laughs> but it's best song ever.
Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.